Welcome back everybody to all the feels and what a time to be alive because this is an addition like no other. This is a time where we've elevated studios. We're in the fanciest place possible at WMSC and that's the recording studio too. We're coming to you in a different environment with crispy microphones. Absolutely crispy. Do you get closer to the microphone? I wanted to. <laughs> you told me to stop moving. But no, like you were just so far away. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like I need to. I move a lot. I mean, stop it then. Okay. <laughs> I'm kidding. Okay, wait. But dude. I had this idea of saying like the intro with a Puerto Rican uh, like um, accent. Okay. And then I forgot. All right, I'm gonna give you a chance then. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, oh. introducing. Hello, Gregorio. Welcome to another episode. Um, I feel like Korea is a very Puerto Rican word. I feel like that is cultural appropriation and you should not be allowed to do that. And I just think it's a shame that you would go out of your way to do that. You want me to do a Carol G impersonation? Go for it. Her speaking English. Uh, This is very popular online. Okay, let's hear it. They're like, this is so amazing. I cannot like speak English, but I try. You know what I mean? Yeah, That's yeah. And, and Carol, um, you have a new album in which you talk about the inner dynamics. Of... But that's all I have. Oh. All right, I thought we were going to do a whole show oh, with Carol no. G. Because then I would have been, Carol G joins the show. But, oh, sorry. You know, it no. is what it is. I, no, I feel like she doesn't, I don't know. You got to be with Carol G still? I thought we, I thought we moved past this, man. I thought we I were able to move beef past Carol with her. G. I don't have beef with her. I like it her. It sounds like you have a little bit of leftover beef. Okay, wait. So, remember that... Speaking of Carol G. <laughs> <laughs> remember that party we went with my cousins? Well, my cousin's party. There's, like, these girls. And my one of my cousins, who's single, he was, like, okay, dancing with the girls. Blah, blah, blah. Uh-huh. To be honest, on a very superficial way, they didn't seem, like, as pretty. I was, like... Eh, oh, man. Anyway. They were ugly? Yeah, they were not ugly. It's okay. They were, they were ugly. <laughs> Like, you know what I mean? Like, I've seen pretty women. Oh, uh, okay. So have I. You feel me? Yes, sir. <laughs> and then he was like, you know what? I just like maybe he was very clear about this. Like, I don't want to have like any uh, girlfriends right now. Not. Yeah, we're just dancing. Exactly. Obviously, like that was his thing. Like, I'm just dancing, blah, 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 blah. I have no interest. He just loves dancing. Uh-huh. And um, I think he asked one of my cousin's uh friend for this girl's insta handle mm-hmm. i gave it to him blah blah blah, blah. and my cousin was like yeah so i went into her instagram and the first thing that i saw was like bichota something like that and my cousin he was like that was nah. no for me that was a no from there because wow if you have la bichota i'm like you i don't want do you think that those people are just like toxic human beings I don't think what do you think is I don't the think problem there toxic human beings but i think that Mm. I don't know. I don't know. You don't know. You just got <laughs> beef for no reason. I don't want to say anything reason. that I'm like. This sounds terrible to Let say. Let it out. <laughs> Let it out, man. Listen, we have an open forum. I've said a lot of crazy things on this program. <laughs> I don't want to say anything. Uh, wow. <laughs> no, okay. Interesting. It's. I feel like there's different kind of people. They're just like they love the party. They love the specific ambiance and environment that my cousin might not be would like to part of yeah. neither do I I feel like in that sense we're very similar so they're party animals is what you're saying pretty much and like my other cousin so is that didn't sound too crazy I thought you were gonna say uh, they're just sleeping with everyone no I don't know if they're doing all with the adult sugar but there's like I wanna say from the perspective that I come from 
Fundi perspective and a confront. No, like I feel like that this is the biggest thing that I have clashed with my country and my mm. um because there's people that I wanna go out every Sunday, drink and be in the party, be in the party, be in the party, be in the party, be in the party. Be in the yeah. party. So those type of people um a lot of the community likes that like carol g thing so yeah yeah if you like something like that that gives you like an ambience it's like okay i know who you are you just don't vibe with them exactly that's fine that's, i don't vibe with them i was expecting some like hot take stuff there man i don't know i don't want to say anything a little spice i don't want to say anything <laughs> okay you know how grandmas well uh-huh. i like hispanic grandmas they they obviously they didn't know better that this is what they learned this is mm-hmm. what they, think. they tend to be very classists you know what i mean like no, so there is this like videos going around of like this girl telling her grandma like, "Oh, grandma, I want to be like um, Snow White," and mm-hmm. the grandma's like, "You don't, you cannot be like Snow White. You better be like black, like something." <laughs> Spanish it works perfectly because they get Blanca Nieves, uh-huh. and the grandma's like, "You should be like Negra Nieves because you're black." Oh my god. <laughs> It's like, oh, when your grandma shows, like, your hair classes sides. Yeah. Because grandmas have that very... It's because it's from a different generation. Yeah, like, yeah. it's two generations and it's removed. Just, and, exactly. Um, it's like those things where it's like, don't go to the sun because you don't want to look, like, mm-hmm. black or um, straighten your hair or blah, 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 blah. So, wait, where was I going with this? I have no clue where you're going with it, but you're talking about classism from grandmas. Oh, yeah. So, so grandmas tend to be like that. Yeah. yeah. And there's this other video. Uh-huh. About a grandma making like a like a groan, like you know how to say like mm, how to say it? Yeah. Like um. Like, how do you mm. say that? Exactly. Like the kind of shading. Like people. shading, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. When you tell your grandma that you're married for love and not for money, and the grandma's like, <laughs> like, mm, that is not something I would recommend. Exactly. Sometimes I think about that. I'm like, did people before me marry because of love or marry because of like my parents? I'm sure they have like love mm-hmm. involved, but my grandma and my grandpa i was like was it love i think for a lot of people it was definitely circumstances yes uh, where or like you can help me and i can help you maybe and we can try to live a better life together but it wasn't like i'm sure part of it was you know i like you and all these things but uh-huh. i feel like a lot of cases it comes out where there was no real love or start of a relationship that was meant to be in love like, okay. like it was just yeah. a business deal like now we we're like oh you know what like the chemistry is not there blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. uh but before was it like did you even want to marry this person it was just like it was your girlfriend you really wanted to give that next step with her mm-hmm. um like sexual relationship is that everything you wanted from this and yeah. you just had to marry because that's those were the rules Mm. You know what I mean? Mm. I think about that a lot. Yeah, I mean, times have evolved now, man. Now yeah. I specifically marry with the intent to divorce and take someone else's money. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's that's what it's come to? Absolutely. I or think get a green only... card. Um, which country, though? What oh. if I want to go... What if I want to become a citizen of Antarctica? Can you become a citizen there? Anyways, um, very quickly. Is it? Does it belong to anybody? Well, it's a continent and a country, so I'm assuming they have their own information. Is there native people there? In Antarctica? Yeah. No. Okay, that's what I'm saying. No. So does it belong to someone? There's no way someone was born in Antarctica. I think that... Well, maybe like a scientist was born there, and I guess that makes them well, native. Well, if you take back Antarctica to like the 
the things that I used to learn about it. Uh-huh. I'm just kidding. I'm just not saying Well, I mean, when you really <laughs> sort of deeply analyze the roots of Antarctica, you really have to go back, you know, and discuss how the world used to be Pangea, and thus Pangea and Antarctica separated, and then a volcanic explosion you know in which created a diversity really exclusion ceremony. Antarctica? Huh? If Carol G made a, like a concert there. You she think video, the uh, only way to save Antarctica <laughs> is if Carol G has a concert there? She had to be there. saved. <laughs> uh, anyways, I don't have any beef with Carol G. She's not like, I'm well, not I'm a super glad. fan. Jeez, I'm not man. like, um, she's not my Rosalia, obviously. But I'm all right. Okay. I mean, listen, I, I ain't got she no beef some, with her. some beats. Um, one of her last later songs, it's on my playlist. So. Oh, look at you. Diversifying your playlist. Remember when um playlists were... Playlisting. <laughs> anyway, um, here's a transition, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, the today, I've heard this story that was <laughs> that was brought to my attention, saw it online, and it is by far one of the most insane things that really make you question society, right? Uh huh. So there's this high schoolers in California, right? And so far, when I first heard the state, I was just thinking to myself, really, California for this? So there is this football team, and they have these football players, and they're like. The way it was described is they were doing this prank video, right? And the prank video was a group of white kids and black kids, and they would pretend to slave auction the black kids, and they recorded it. And then the eventually uh, someone caught them watching it and laughing about it and then reported it to the officials at the school. And then so they pretty much canceled the football season for the team because what in the world? But these kids, and the disappointing part to me that I expect, not sadly, sadly, I sometimes, like, I wouldn't be surprised if it was like a group of white kids pretending to be black and then doing that. But the fact that there is a black kids that agreed to this makes it even worse to me because you should know better, right? Like, especially being the person that was directly impacted from that. Like, if you just go back in history, like, those were your people that were used and abused by people and the fact that you went along with it and had no problems then were watching the video in class and thought it was like okay i that's crazy stuff to me man and i just kept thinking in the year of 2022 in a liberal state that is california for you to record that video plan that i'm assuming of course um and not a single person in that friend group was like Mm, that kind of makes me feel gross. Because it is gross, right? It's if wrong you, on so many levels. If you go back to it, it's like, there are many things that you can joke about, but mm-hmm. in any sense, I think that is something to really take it a, a, as a joke, you know? I don't know, even, I don't even know what to tell you. Because at the end of the day, they took part of it, but the other ones are always laughing a little bit harder. You know what I mean? Yeah, and then like, to me... Not, like it's one thing to have joking intentions right Mm -hmm. but i definitely feel one of those kids fulfilled some weird power dynamic king Mm -hmm. and everyone was going along with it um but there's there's no way everyone in that group their first thought was let's make a joke and this was the joke i think it's and my thing is this why why would you joke about something that was so painful you know yeah it's just and my thing I l- racist jokes are funny to me. Like there's some uh-huh. racial jokes okay. that are valid. Mm-hmm. Like those are funny. You could get away with those without being super controversial. All right. There's lo- tons of comedians have done it for years upon years. 
this is not a joke. No, this is yeah, like exactly. not a prank. I don't know how it was labeled as a prank. This is just uncomfortable. Like I don't know how else to describe that. Yes, like why would you think like kids are very stupid and they do dumb things, right? But there's this is not something to joke about. It's like when people joke about very lightly about suicide. Like, yeah. It's like no. it's kind of uncomfortable. It is and uncomfortable. Then, like when I was telling you about my target Explain it to the people because okay. now So I was telling these ads that this I have like I'm working on Target. And I have this coworker that constantly makes jokes about suicide, right? Like and I don't know, I don't feel comfortable there because okay, I don't know what's everybody's story. Like I don't know to make a joke I feel like I would have to feel comfortable with the people around me because yeah. I would know like okay nobody is going to be affected by this but making a joke like that so many times I'm like this is not funny at all yeah and obviously I cannot start like dude this is not funny because I, I'm like I don't know you're just not trying to create drama and exactly. you don't know what that person's but it's like, gonna he keeps joking about this about like suicide suicide and then he I think he lightly brings something that I think he in the past had intentions of doing it and I'm like you just oh this is not mm-hmm. like there's a time I and mean? a like I don't even know if like, there's a time and place for that, but we, I, it's just uh, like mm. we all joke about our problems, yeah. right? But sometimes, man, you cannot just like there's a time and a place to mm-hmm. joke about things like that, especially like it's such a heavy thing too. Exactly. Like I can joke yeah. about not having a dad because of like course. everyone, you like there's joke? so many people that have I had those experiences with my family all the time about like crossing the border, crossing the border, yeah. Because you, when you have an actual relationship with those people, exactly. Um, but to just be doing such a high intensity joke, uh, I'm assuming it's a, like he's yeah. joking, and obviously, but to do that with someone you're not really familiar with that you kind of just met is like a great way to make someone feel uncomfortable. Like there's some jokes that we, it's not because we're sensible. It's just like, it's common knowledge, man. Like yeah. you cannot just joke about that. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just ugh. People do, I don't think enough people will read the room when, um, exactly. when it comes to things like that. Exactly, read the room, it's really important because we can joke about abortion, mm-hmm. um, but I would not just go around joking about abortion, you know what I mean? Yeah. Because there might be someone that is impacted by it. Yeah, you never know. Um, well, my thing is this, like, people shouldn't even be getting abortions in the first... No, I'm kidding. like, and we're canceled, um, yep. <laughs> What a time to be alive, man. Yeah. It's, I, I, get, we're the, like I the, think that that is very shocking to me. Yeah. That somebody would uh-huh. be. Especially from the black kids. To that, be I think that, that was I the most shocking was, thing to me. Shocking. Because a group of like white kids doing something extreme like that. I've heard that story a billion yeah, times. Uh-huh. But for a person of color, and even if it was, wasn't was just a black kid, say there was like a Mexican kid, Native American, Indian, whatever. I would have still had the same feeling because as a person of color, you should know better than exactly. that. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. the fact that you are a part of these communities and you're just rolling along with it, that's whack, man. Because that's whack. When I you see it, it's like okay, I, we know our communities hurt. Like depending on the community you belong to. Yeah. And to give them, as you say, like maybe one of them have been thinking about that for. Yeah, months. I think one of one of those kids was definitely fulfilling some sick fantasy. Yeah, exactly. So it's it's mm-hmm. just. 
like put it in my perspective like say like a, a group of white kids is like all right what if we pretend like we're ice officers and we're deploying like I was what thinking the same thing like i would have been immediately like no we are not clicking we are not friends anymore you don't know me like that like this is so stupid exactly because it reminds me of when my cousins and i with i live with my cousins that's why i mentioned it so much we play on the like a static bike yeah that ice is coming Mm-hmm. That's a joke for us. For your community, exactly, because that's because an, like yes, it's something that my people go through very often, mm-hmm. right? And we joke about it, but we never take it lightly when people come and tell, tell us like, you know, it's very hard because we know it. We've heard stories. We know it. We know people that have done it. We know everything. But I would never tell like, oh, you random Bryce, come and pretend you're ice. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, right? It's not. And then for someone to pitch, like someone clearly pitched that idea, mm-hmm. and everyone was like, "Bro, that's amazingly hilarious." Let's do it. Like what? Yeah, it's just it's what just, a the world's a sick place, man. It's weird. <laughs> I hope their kids learn to listen. Dude, you want to know something funny world. though? And it's it's bad. It's very bad, but it's hilarious. Like logistically thinking of it, right? So I'm gonna ask you another question after I explain the story as well. <laughs> so there is a story that came out where they had this youth football practice going on, right? Business is normal. They're doing drills, scrimmages, and, like, they have this tackling drill where, like, one kid tackles, like, another kid with a ball to work on, like, tackling form and all that stuff. Perfectly fine. And there's, like, police officers there that are just, like, watching the practice because what else are you going to do as a police officer in a small town? <laughs> um, so th- things are going off. It's normal, normal, normal. And, like, parents are there, too, watching the practice. And it comes to, like, these two kids, right? And one kid tackles the other kid, but the other kid starts to cry. So then one of the parents runs onto the field, grabs a helmet, like a kid's helmet, puts it on and tackles the other kid that tackled his son, like full on, like with his head into his chest. And then it gets worse. The dad like grabs like the kid and like starts to drag him and no one stopped him until like all that was done. And my thing is this, like if you have parents, coaches, all these things, if you saw him put on a helmet, why did no one be like, you're not supposed to be putting on the helmet. Uh, And then for him to be able to tackle the and they're nine year olds. (gasps) They're nine. And this guy's like 40 something, like 47 or 48. Oh my God. So he tackles the kid, right? And then eventually like the parents and coaches are freaking out. They're yelling at him. Police are called. He's put in jail and he's like $30,000 bond. Oh my God. But my thing is this, man, is how was not a single soul able to like prevent that from happening like there's no way he was moving that fast right grab the kid's helmet i, I guess sometimes you're just like i put myself in that situation yeah and it's like you don't think that somebody would actually do that like you're mm-hmm. in shock pretty much yeah right it's not until it happened it's like oh my god this is this actually mm-hmm. happened because if i'm in a practice say i'm with Luis and i'm like parents are there i'm never gonna think that a parent will react never. to something that it's a kid so i understand that delayed uh, response to mm-hmm. be honest right oh you think it was just like a shock factor yeah of course yeah yeah but at some point i would walk there and i would punch him for sure that person if you were like a coach or if you were like the uh, parent of the other kid the parent of okay. the kid that just got tackled okay now i have a question for you because I asked this question earlier, and some people were obviously like, yeah, I would never do that. 
But then one person was like, um, I don't know. Like, if you hurt my baby, <laughs> I'm going to come at you. Of course. <laughs> of course. Of course. Oh, man. But, dude, can you just imagine that, though? Like, I, practice was going normal. Yeah. And, like, if, if football is a dangerous sport and kids uh-huh. are going to get hurt, mm-hmm. they're going to cry. That's just part of it. If he's clearly upset about it and he's still hurting from it, put him in a different sport. Put him to play soccer. Like, that's an easy solution to like not getting hit all the time. Obviously, you're gonna get injured in soccer. Don't <laughs> yes. give me those eyes. But it's not like no one is physically putting their helmet into your chest on a consistent basis. Um, but yeah, I just think that the entire idea of like the mindset of being the parent and seeing your kid get tackled, I'm sure, is very hard, right? And see your kid cry, I'm sure, would make you sad. But to put on another kid's helmet and tackle the other kid that was just playing the sport is so insane. It's so wild, man. And once again, the world is a wild place. It is. That is shocking. Mm -hmm. That is shocking. Like, I don't know. Why would you do that? I don't don't know either. I don't understand. Dude, okay. This is another random story. I don't know. I feel like I'm in a storytelling mood. (laughs) But so they're... This is a very weird story, and it happens in New York, and it's on the subway at like two in the morning, and there's these two girls, they're friends, they're talking, and it's this girl's birthday, right? And it's supposed to be like a good day, you're hanging out with your friend, blah, 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 two in the morning, you're on your way home or whatever, and then all of a sudden, I think it was like six or seven girls in green unitards, so like they're fully green, and they're called, and they're like, they look like aliens, <laughs> And they just start jumping these two random people out of nowhere. And like they're attack they're like punching them and like they're gonna try to rob them and all these things. Meanwhile, there's people obviously in New York City on a subway all the time, right? So people a bunch of people there, subway arrives, and everyone is just watching it. Like no one is like, why are six people in green alien costumes jumping two random people? And now everyone's just recording it. They're laughing about it as these two girls are getting jumped by these people. So they get away with like all these things, but then like the video goes online and then people are saying, it's like, how is no one interfering in this? Mm -hmm. And the second part is why are they dressed as aliens jumping people? Um, and apparently that's not even the first time that that's happened. And that is their thing where it's these ladies, like women dressed up as aliens, just attacking people. Wow. Um, once again, I don't know what I would do in that situation. I don't know either because part of me is thinking like, yeah, I would stop it or I would like call the police. They're armed. Exactly. But also the thing is there should be like security down there. No. I think like so. why was there no response to that if like you were supposed to have this safe place of transportation um the fact that there was no real response from anyone at all including like the civilians sometimes I, I can understand the shock factor there but the fact that there was no police security or anything that was able to prevent that from going on is uh it's disturbing man yeah I'm sure like you mean like why is there not always police there or yeah i'm just like in a place like that where subways are on like 24 mm-hmm. 7 like why is there no security team why is there no like police personnel there like there should be some safeguard yeah i wonder to what prevent is the something like, like that uh yeah mm-hmm. i don't know i'm sure there's like oh we're shorting like um we're shorting budget or something like that but i think it's it's, it's important or they could have been just like nah, i don't really care <laughs> 
I mean, maybe that is the problem. Yeah. Like, in New York, it's so many issues mm-hmm. that I'm sure they cannot tackle all at once. That is true. Speaking of New York, beautiful yeah. view that we have. Beautiful here from view the from the recording studio here at Montclair State, WMC 90.3, Upper Montclair. It it's is a beautiful truly, day, man. It's a beautiful day, and it's a beautiful, beautiful sight. You know what's here. messed up, though? Uh-huh. I really, truly wish that our main like our live studio was yes. this one really? because the view is so because we don't have a window in the other oh. one so this view i it's so beautiful you get the skyline in the summer you get to see like the fresh greenery even now we still have green in the fall in october but i mean it's just sometimes you just look there and naturally i just think the new york city skyline is just an inspirational look you know yeah. because you think of your career you think of the endless possibilities in new york and what it means to like that's to me when i think of like the quote-unquote american dream you kind of think of new york city as like this place of opportunity you know and every time you just look you're like man one day you know the american dream to me is going to the supermarket and seeing so many things dude that is a (laughs) beautiful experience though i love a good Uh, supermarket man uh, (laughs) but it's no i understand and right it just kind of has like that inspirational feel to it when i see that i imagine myself walking there i'm like yeah walking getting to work Uh uh-huh you get like the business attire on you're looking clean fresh cut it's it's beautiful it's a beautiful feeling it's a beautiful i think that's honestly uh during my time at montclair i think that has probably been one of the highlights is just like the New York skyline. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I love it. I love this um, department and this building because of it. We yeah, get that. Um, you're the, the ugly business side of. I don't. Things. I'm never. <laughs> you have the only, soccer field. We, yeah, that's all we have. <laughs> <laughs> but we got the money. So. Dude, you have a whole cafe Been and down. like the basement. Mm? You have a whole cafe in the basement. Yes. We have another. We don't even have a vending machine. Yeah, here. of course. And who runs the world? Us, the business people. Yeah. <sighs> whatever whatever <laughs> but you know i think that is my one complaint about this building is the fact that there's no food option here really it's just like at least a vending machine so like in case there's oh, been yeah. plenty of times where i'm like oh my god i'm so desperate to eat something and i would just buy literally anything I think but i have to walk so far away i think at some point all the buildings should have that they 100 percent at least one vending machine talk about the beautiful campus of montclair state university it is truly beautiful it, it really is i, I can't I, I can it. walk. very well I, maintained as well yes mm-hmm. i would say that like walking from this building all the way to where like financial aid is i love that walk it's so beautiful it, it really and that new building despite it taking literally my entire time at montclair state to build <laughs> literally my first day they were doing construction there um so to see it finally built, I think, I think University Hall or Cole Hall, whatever it's called, um, very beautiful building and, and very like it looks new in the inside too. And you know, like the amphitheater, I think it's called, like the stairs that are built of rocks. Yeah, I love that too. It reminds me of my country. Every this mm. university, it's like based on my country. I feel like it has that. Obviously, my country has like a Spanish. Yeah, it's kind of got that old like kind of feel Spanish to style it. Because mm-hmm. we're obviously, we were conquered by the Spanish. Um, so we have that colonial, <laughs> that colonial feel in some of my cities. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we have this Mayan things mm-hmm. that that's where the, um, the amphitheater. The amphitheater reminds me of. Dude, like I like the amphitheater. We've had a couple rooms. um, yeah. uh, radio meetings there when it was like really nice out, and it's um, mm-hmm. it's just nice, you know. You get to you get a nice view. You Do get you the nice little like wind. Mayan? I feel like a warrior. <laughs> I feel yes. like. I'm going to fight for my people. I'm going to die today <laughs> if I don't win. <laughs> I'm going to die regardless if Wait, I win you know as that, well. That's one of the reasons that I think Mayans got extinct. 
because so they sacrificed their best people so many sacrifices that they had that at yeah. some point they were like dude my thing is this though right is um i don't know if it was the mines but there is one civilization where like they would sacrifice people but they would sacrifice the winners and yeah it, yeah okay what's the mines okay is, yeah. and my thing is this is like bro they just won and dominated like why are we getting rid of these fools like they're our strong people like they're gonna they could lead us to victory with other countries yeah like we're getting rid of our best products here man it was not that was a bad business decision i think that the mayans should go back and go through their business team well why don't you make them go back to where they came from and make them leave this country okay no i'm kidding obviously um so beautiful i saw something interesting on our on our page on our our shared document for the bra oh what is it it was like the bad bunny thing also, oh, bad bunny thing. i just think i realized i didn't oh, pay, I never paid my parking the, the, oh bro i think so good lord i hope i don't get a ticket you're about to get a 50 dollar ticket bro. i know did you pay it on the app i just did okay hopefully they didn't come then there, you might get like as it happened to me once where i didn't pay it paid it didn't get a ticket so i got a little lucky um i hope so. i'm praying for you man i'm praying for praying myself for you. too uh but yes yeah, so Last night, the or not last night, I don't want to date this. Um, but the talk of the town right now, dude, Jake Paul and Bad Bunny got some beef, man. Oh, okay, okay, okay. And by beef, I mean Jake Paul went on another YouTuber show, I think his name was Philip DeFranco. And that guy is like a news guy, but sometimes he'll like talk about drama on like YouTube communities, so he's kind of like that market. So he brings them onto his channel and they have the discussion about the tax thing that's in Puerto Rico. And he was saying, you know, I just think it's so unfair that we, that people keep telling me about this tax thing. It's like, I moved here because like, I love Puerto Rico. Like I love it here. Meanwhile, you have Bad Bunny who like exposed him in like his documentary. Like, um, mm-hmm. the, what was the song that had the... Uh, El Apago. Yeah, so he's talking about that. And then he's pretty much saying, like, I just thought it was ridiculous that I'm kind of the face of this whole tax thing. And meanwhile, Bad Bunny is capitalizing on this tax as well. So he's like, this guy is kind of like painting this false narrative when he is the guy that's perpetrating the same thing. And he's like trying to build it as if Bad Bunny is like this evil villain taking mm-hmm. away rights from Puerto Rican and taking or taking from Puerto Ricans and taking advantage of this tax thing. And then... My, my there's a couple of things that I found annoying about this interview. I didn't watch the whole thing. I saw the clips. But my thing is the guy Phil DeFranco, as someone that's interviewing someone, um, he clearly did not do any research on that information mm-hmm. because he was letting him talk lies. Because the way it is for that is that that specific tax rule is for non-Puerto Rican citizens. Mm-hmm. So it's people yeah. from America, from other countries that can come there and you live there for half the year and you get to have your tax exempt from everything pretty much. Meanwhile, for Puerto Ricans, that's not available to them because they're just born there. So they're going to have to pay those taxes regardless. At least that's from what I have been uh-huh. told from yes. sources and mm-hmm. all that stuff. I'm not an analyst, so I, I, I could be wrong. But from what I understand, that's what it was. So then people were saying, like, two things. One, Jake Paul. No, Logan Paul. My bad. Not Jake. It's Logan Paul. Um, one, you're lying. And two, the person that was interviewing you 
gave you a platform to spread misinformation about Bad Bunny um, for clicks and views because as soon as you have Logan Paul versus Bad Bunny, obviously mm-hmm. you're going to get the number one trend on Twitter. You're going to get the number one video on YouTube, Instagram, all these things. Um, so that's the drama. People are obviously mad at Logan Paul. And then some people are like, see, I told you Bad Bunny was a snake. I told you he was a liar using this fake thing um so yeah man that's the controversy and it's been uh, riling people up i think that he definitely doesn't even know how that works i think so too and maybe someone clearly doesn't know anything about what bad bunny is about i know to be honest because if you speak about someone giving back to the community i know and like say like even this though right Say like ta- like Bad Bunny could take advantage of that rule, uh-huh. and he was tax mm-hmm. exempt. The amount of community work that he does within his that. country and promotion and awareness that he spreads, I mean, not what? only that, but at the end of the day, he is Puerto Rican. Exactly, like he's from there. So if anyone should be able to take advantage of these should tax exemptions, exactly. should be the people that were born there. So- like, what was his argument? I don't understand. I don't understand but it's like, oh, he's taking advantage of this tax. Like, he's Puerto Rican and he's trying to live there. And also, not to mention all the things uplifting his community. Mm-hmm. Not only from, like, the representation. That's beautiful that yeah, he's doing that. Yeah, it's great. But there's bigger things than that. He's actually, I'm sure he has, like, foundations. He has mm-hmm. this, a good money foundation, blah, 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 blah. And he doesn't even promote those things. That is, yeah. like, the type of guy he is. He's, like, he doesn't even talk about it. But I'm sure they're doing a lot of work if you're, um, if you do the research. That is... Isn't that so bizarre? I don't know if this is, like, another... Because now everything is, like, a marketing move. So I, know, I know, and, like, like, a lot a, of people were saying, oh, wait until the WrestleMania match between, like, uh, Bad Bunny or Logan Paul. But my thing is this, is I don't I, think it is mm-hmm. because of what he's accusing him of. Yes, I don't think it is because... Because that's no longer is, entertainment. That's, like... This is a real issue that he... Mm-hmm. Bad Bunny... That he's passionate about, too. He put... About Sing Song? No, I was about to speak Spanish. He, he put a lot of, like, emphasis to bring this to light. Yeah. Right? So I don't think that he would do something like a wrestle match or something like that. To defeat... With, it's kind of like defeating the purpose de- of what he's been doing. Defeating the purpose doing. of what yeah, he's yeah. Like, This is not something that we should take lightly mm-hmm. as an entertainment thing. It's, like, something that is affecting his country. Yeah. Now, to play devil's advocate, if this was a setup for a WrestleMania match, I would feel very round of <laughs> applause because the internet took the cheese, everyone's taking, everyone's outraged, and if this is for some upcoming match, that is beautiful execution by Triple H and everyone <laughs> involved. Could you imagine that? I feel like a lot of people, and rightfully so, would feel very angry, would feel a little bit used. Um, I would feel and kind of gross about that being like the lead yeah, up into the match. I don't know if match. that would sit right with me. I love yeah. the money and you know this. I know you would defend them with your life. I know. But I don't know if I would. I feel like this cost is not something that I would use to go into. To make a promo for a wrestling yeah, match. Yeah, exactly. You know? It feels a little bit. Yeah. Like I know there's something that he cares about. Mm-hmm. And it's something that affects people every day. So I don't know how it would feel. And it's very I, like, it wouldn't sit right with me. It's humanitarian and political. It wouldn't sit right yes, with exactly. me. Now, if it was political. one thing, like, mm-hmm. it's cool to get into a real life and be like, your wife left you. Like, that's fine. Like, that's fine. nonsense. You could do a storyline with that. But when you get into, like, this kind of thing where it's involved with, like, charity things, taking advantage of loopholes. And how those things are affecting uh, people. Like, man. To the point, you always know that if they touch kids, they touch my heart. 
there was like kids involved in this <laughs> yeah, yeah, documentary yeah. that he did. It was it, it, it wouldn't sit right with me to be I honest. Know. No, I, but I, I just know. the simple thought though of no. the, of the possibility like... of this setting up for tables, ladders, and chairs, Bad Bunny no. squaring off with Logan Paul. Sign me. No, I'm kidding. Don't sign me up because that seems terrible. But I'm curious to see. Um, like given that Logan Paul now kind of has like that working relationship with WWE and so does Bad Bunny I wonder if there will be kind of bad blood on either side and like they don't want to work with or if like if WWE has to be that mediator between the two be like alright guys let's let's chill on we, we value know. you both like um, what an interesting time man I don't know man. if Bad Bunny will even come to say something um, I doubt he's ever going to respond to that because to me, it's just least. like uh, it, feel, it feels to me like he's speaking from a perspective he doesn't even know anything. I, yeah, you know it's, I mean? and I think both, the, once again, I think the host had failed at his job by not knowing what he was going to like. If that was going to be one of your talking points and one of your questions, you better know the entirety of the rules. Absolutely. So you can check that person mm -hmm. or if you can be like, see, he has a point there, you know. Um, so I think him not doing his enough right. research into right, that right. Um, was a disservice to the video and to that whole entire interview yes because if you were gonna talk say we bring Logan Paul is here yeah. I don't even know how he talks so can I mimic him um, <laughs> we will ask him like obviously we will read about the the law mm -hmm. I would do my research like are you doing any uh, the law I love the law um, I love my family <laughs> And I love the nuclear power plants. <laughs> oh, that's your trump. <laughs> that's my best trump I got for you. <laughs> People want to see me fail. And I just cannot take it. Cannot take it. Never failed. <laughs> Obama's not a citizen. He's African. I love hey, I love Logan Paul. He's a good guy. But Stand you know what I mean? Like, man. I would make... I would research. I would see if, like, yeah. are you... Say, okay, you're taking advantage of that. Are you giving back to the community? What are you doing? Yeah. The place that you bought, was it... Um, you know how in that documentary they were talking about how people live in these apartments for years mm -hmm. in San Juan for years and people were just like um, you have a month yeah. to move all your things literally and, people, and the lady was like I've lived here for 15 years or something like that dude I saw that documentary and it broke my heart oh me too um, man because you could see how effective like obviously like you're literally just taking someone and saying I know you're here all your life you need to leave yeah, it's a displacement of people. It's just, and like they can't do anything about it. They can't do any litigation because obviously, obviously getting lawyers is obviously it's super obviously expensive. Obviously, it comes down to the government allowing people to do this. Yeah, like they put it that rule in place for a reason, and that seemingly it looks like that's the plan. And like, that guy that was like, this is where this is where they used to put black slaves like a part in San Juan, mm -hmm. and now they're moving us. Oh man, that wrecked me. That's cold. Everything man. about that is yeah. just like it's the hard, Dominican man. lady that speak. The other lady that live on top of like a ferreteria. Mm -hmm. I don't know how you say that in English. Um, it's the situation is sad. It's sad everywhere. Right it now, is, and um, the sad part is Puerto Rico is not the only place this is happening, no, and that's the no, disturbing yes, part. That um, is very true. But once again, you're getting all these privileged, rich, oftentimes white. Uh, moving into places that people have been all their lives mm -hmm. and they're being kicked to the curb like they are worth nothing. Uh, yeah, it's it happens in the best parts of... Well, it's not the best parts of our countries. But, like, these beautiful beaches, uh, mm -hmm. beach towns. Latin America places has, filled like, with cultures. Filled with beautiful, years beautiful of history. 
Yeah. And it's just taken away because someone wants to build luxury apartments. It's happening in Mexico too. It happens all around the world. Like mm-hmm. I mentioned before it happened in my country. And it's it comes down to same thing. Government's not really Yeah. And it's kind of the dark side of um, when you think of remote work you like you I think of something special like that's a privilege, you know? You're mm-hmm. able to just work from home blah 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 and people are able to like severely take advantage of that by completely living in new countries and all these places while getting paid american dollars so then rent goes higher because people are starting to be able to charge more rent for people that are coming from different countries and those people are displaced into another town and it's sad man it's very sad you know what's interesting i think this this lady put it in a very beautiful way in that um documentary in el dorado i think it's a part of puerto rico where a lot of like rich people live pretty mm-hmm. much and um puerto ricans are not allowed to use the beaches the beaches that are supposed to be public are they privatized obviously. yeah yeah so interesting i don't remember if you saw it in the documentary but so all beaches are mm-hmm. public, public yeah and it's your right as puerto rican to use them mm-hmm. that's it so in el dorado they have like houses in front of the of the beach and they're they're like you cannot come here because this is part of my because it's part of the property yes kind of thing if you want to use the beach you can go through these rocks oh wow like you cannot take your car yeah yeah it's privatized and you have to use that little thing and the ladies from the documentary were going to walk but they were like it's too risky we cannot do it and the lady was like i'm not telling you to not come to my country right yeah it's beautiful we want to share it fine but to take something that is supposed to be mine and privatize it, that's mm-hmm. where we encounter a problem. And I think that that's what happens in many cases where it's like, well, I'm here and I'm, of course, better than these people because I'm mm-hmm. making dollar bills. Pretty much. They, the blue and the they come with money and they're like, well, I'm now, rich. this so. speech that you cannot pay for, it's not mine. It's like, that is not, mm-hmm. that goes beyond what these people are fighting for. You, you know, know what's I mean? also like the disturbing part about a lot of those situations too? is a lot of these companies are just not even buying land. Like they're just building. And then people in like their towns have to like make this huge scene to prevent them from building because like oh, yes. you I don't saw. have permission for this. Yeah, yeah. And like everyone is like that. on point. Like, listen, you did not buy this area. You don't own this land. Uh-huh. Why are you just building? I and love then they just that. remove it. And exactly. it's, it's satisfying, but it's also so sad that these people have have it in their minds where they just think I'm just gonna build a luxury apartment and mm-hmm. this land's mine I, I mean I love the part that they tore it apart yeah yeah they and it's like very rewarding yeah, yeah. Seeing I that. think that that happened in Rincon right I was like, yeah in there um, <laughs> where people were building and the people from the town were like no mm-hmm. you cannot allow you to do this and I love that people have that in their hearts it's like this is mine and not because you have a lot of money or not because you're gringo are going to be come here and pretend that you're better than us in our loss and build it. Mm-hmm. I love that people have that courage. To yeah, to take a stand. Yes. And course. that's like a powerful thing. And um, I, th- there's a lot of just nonsense going on in the world. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that that comes for some reason, in Latin America, of course. It's like people from here, from the U.S., moving to our countries and being like, oh, well, this is mine now. And mm-hmm. How come? I mean, these poor people could never. It's unedicated. I went to Princeton. Mm, these people you know don't I mean? even it have It comes from that idea TV? of, like, you're better. Like, I think it's called... 
like no ethnocentric where you think that your culture is better than the other ones oh interesting mm -hmm. new vocab word of the day that's crazy um that's business language for you, you cannot be you in your business language bro. you cannot be Whatever. in a ethnocentric uh, ethnocentric I think I'm saying that wrong. Anyways, <laughs> you, it's just self-centered. Got it. That's got never it. Good. Got it. Got it. For any reason. Well, I mean, my culture is clearly the best one ever to exist. Imagine we walked around like that. Well, some people, some people walked around like <laughs> yeah. that. <laughs> uh, Believe it or not, that is pretty common. That was a conversation that happened over my summer course. That people were like, "Oh yeah, it's just like that thought of being." Am I? A lot of people in my summer course were like very um, well educated, I would say, because they were conscious of many mistakes that they made. Yeah. Being white. Um, if you will, you'll say woke. But sometimes I feel like woke. Woke has like a negative connotation. Now, exactly. I feel. But they were they were aware. Yeah. Per se, of like many things they were saying. Like yeah, I think that one of my biggest learning has been that like remove myself from the center mm -hmm. of the of the world because my country's not yeah i think that is like um a pretty big thing that was plaguing a lot of american people you know mm -hmm. where they just everyone kind of had the mindset that america number one we're the best we have no problems <laughs> kind of thing and then it's as you grow people start to realize at least you want to think people start yes. to realize like oh we do have a lot of issues and we do have uh -huh. a lot of problems and maybe we aren't number one like the way we think we are and you i know? think it's 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 not all negative to grow up with that of like my country's number one. Yeah, you should okay. like value your country. Of course, and you I am have... all pro um, civic civism. Civism is that a word? Yeah. I don't know. Nationalism. Nationalism, yes. And it's Spanish. It's I think so. I don't know. It like loving love your country. Yeah, you should, right? This mm -hmm. is USA, baby. This is your soil. This is you. But Home of the Ford F one fifty. Just like I like I learned in my country to love my country. Uh, but at some point you have to be like, okay. You can't be blind this to the This is negative. Problems. Like, I, yeah. I don't know if it's, there's other countries. I would like to see if, like, people from Spain or Germany have the same. It's like, mm -hmm. my country is the center of the world. If me as an American, I can go anywhere. I'm sure there's a lot of places where they probably think that they have, like, the best country in the world, right? Of course. I would imagine. I, you yes, know. but I think maybe because experience it more often where... I think it's if there's a term it's coming out of my mind where yeah they think that u.s u.s is like people will love to be here it's like it's like it comes from egocentric something uh -huh. it's not the same as i said before but it's like a disease it's like a phenomenon mm. where everyone just views america as the where americans think that they are the best uh like they think that the world revolves around them. Oh, yeah, yeah, As yeah, I'm yeah. given the example before mm -hmm. of one of my professors um, when I was in ESL class, he was, I think he was in Guatemala, and he was like, there was a bilingual school. Mm -hmm. And he was like, oh, how interesting that in this remote thing, they have, they're also learning English. So his assumption was like, is it was a bilingual? Of course, it had to be English. Yeah. But it was like, they're not native language and Spanish. Mm-hmm. So it's that concept of thinking that everything revolves around. Has to be American. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, that person is wearing those Stan Smith trying to be American. It's like, mm -hmm. no, maybe that person got those things gifted. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. not everything revolves around here. It's a real issue, man. It is a real yeah, issue. Yeah. To me, that's and crazy. I, I think it's, um, you know, it's the interesting part. I think a lot of people don't recognize that until they're called out on it, mm -hmm. though. Because they just think, 
that all the time and then someone kind of has to explain that to them mm. be like here are the problems about what you're actually doing and what you're saying uh, yeah it comes from like doctrination like that is dang you want your sat vocabulary <laughs> yes sir doctor nation doctor nation i i'm saying it wrong I, i'm saying it wrong um but i bro i'm wow that's beautiful man what a time to be alive the dude you know how i've been saying program 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 uh-huh. dude one i got somebody to say it but not on purpose like they just naturally said program and it was the most satisfying thing because it's one thing if someone goes along with the joke but it's another if someone just accidentally says it <laughs> because i keep saying it so much and then i had to like stop myself and i was like you just say program <laughs> and then he was like oh my god and it was one of the most satisfying things ever i'm glad i got program over um truly one of my greatest accomplishments um wow oh what a beautiful time to be alive speaking of that i have a question for uh-huh you. go ahead so there is this discussion going on online it's this um debate almost where you I personally don't see the debate, but yeah, here, here we go. Tell so me. there's these two people that are getting married, right? And they they have everything set up. Their wedding is in two weeks. Uh-huh. The problem is the groom-to-be killed himself before the wedding, two weeks before. So now, like, obviously they're mourning and they're, like, trying to cancel all the wedding plans oh and all these God. things. So they're calling, like, the vendors, the people that are putting the wedding together and, like, listen, we had no clue. This was, like, a very traumatic thing. Uh, we have to cancel because obviously we can't have the wedding anymore. What? Okay. <laughs> obviously, but get wait for it. Uh, so then they're like, listen, is there any way we can get like a refund? Like even if it's like a partial refund? And every company was like, yeah, of course. Like we're sorry for your loss. Mm-hmm. It's very traumatic. We totally understand. Like you had no clue this was going to happen. We're, we're wishing the best for you. Here's like half refund, full refund. Except for one company, which is like the venue itself. I know. So... They have a policy that says you cannot get a refund if you don't give us a 90-day notice. And um, the family was like, technically, we signed the contract and we understand that we can't get that refund, right? But the moral thing to do here is, like, work with us because, like, we didn't have a 90-day advance either. Like, we didn't know he was going through those things. Um so they're like, can we at least get like a partial refund, all these things? And then like the company is like, mm, we're not going to give you a refund, but we could do like a celebration of life for your husband you to be. Uh huh. And obviously the family's like, that is incredibly insulting to even offer that. Right. So then they're like, we don't really know what to do. So they take it to like the news. They take it to like radio stations. They got social media on it. And people are like review bombing this place because it's like, Absolutely. listen, how could you honestly like at the end of the day like business is a business Mm -hmm. right but like you're working with humans at the end of the Mm -hmm. day and if you're able to kind of live with yourself knowing that you were able to do that and still charge them for this event like they're already going through enough and i get it you're probably gonna lose some expenses but i like that's just the right human thing to do um so obviously now like their business is tanking right now and they're like i can't believe this is happening to us this is like we didn't think it was gonna go down this way um and the family just wanted a refund and my thing like 
to try to play devil's advocate because it's very it's very hard to and I, I will say if I was a business owner I would have just given them a refund or at least a partial refund so I can recuperate some of the money made an agreement because obviously I recognize human to human that's a terrible event and you're clearly going through like some mourning period and you're human I like I, I get it but business wise like, I'm assuming that they already had paid for a bunch of these items and they can't really cancel it, so they're just going to lose all that money. And if you're, like, a mom and pop and you're, like, relying on this place, but I don't know. If you're, like, a venue, I'm assuming you have other events coming up that you can make the money back with. I don't know. It's hard to defend that decision. Like, I'm trying my best, but even, like, trying to defend it, I'm like, ugh. I yeah. feel kind of, ugh, yucky. I feel like this is obviously a unprecedented event. Really? Very, like, crazy but I see, obviously, your point of view, like as a business. Yeah. It's, it's very hard. But I think you could have come to an agreement with them. I mean, it's yeah. it's just a human moral thing to do. I it think it is. Yeah, it is just human to do. Mm-hmm. Be like, oh my god, you truly are going through a traumatic event. And my thing is this though too. You can work something out. Definitely. Is clearly they're getting a lot of bad PR oh, from like Google yes. reviews. Uh-huh. And my thing is, you could have switched it around and been like. They say the story comes out and they're like, we had to experience this travel thing, but all of our local communities and stores that we were working with worked with us and gave us a refund. Then you got like good promotion for yourself through like obviously a very bad situation, but you're looked as like this human work together kind of company that's willing to go the extra mile Mm -hmm. and help people in need that are that are like in pain and anguish. And the fact that you just went the complete other route, you're like, listen, we're going to have an event here regardless. So you're either going to not pay or we're going to have a celebration of life. Um, and like, just imagine that concept though, right? You're supposed to get married at this place and instead you have like a funeral. Like, what do you, like, what is the vibe there? Like, yeah, that's, no, it's, come on now. I come on. It didn't have any like human touch. No. I feel like you could have worked something mm-hmm. out. I mean, maybe not they were not looking for the entire thing maybe they were looking for half of it of course they were making some extra money yeah um from like the jump mm-hmm. so maybe just i don't know it just feels very it just feels gross right like yeah. if i was the one that was still accepting the money and they like, just think about it. it i just wouldn't feel right i just i, I don't know that's just mm. i'm assuming it's obviously maybe not the the um, the the wife the wife to be the bride mm-hmm. that was doing these things because obviously she was like I don't care about the money I just lost the person that I loved yeah it was it like was the whole family exactly like family I mean working together someone close yeah and just think of being that position ugh, in any position I'm like oh my god because somebody man. says no we're gonna do a life celebration bro I would have gotten up throwing water in homie's face like I don't know just to even offer that like how do you even come no. to that offer yes man? it's just so tasteless. Also, oh. pivot to one, probably our final topic, I guess, of the day. Who knows? We got like four minutes left in the program. It is so beautiful it's here. I cannot so stop beautiful. fucking. Yes, sir. <laughs> Dude, the, the the energy is incredible today. Um, listen, you're familiar with Mario. Yes. Um, and they're coming out with Mario. an animated Mario. I feel like Mario and Luigi here. Wait, what was the thing? <laughs> I feel like Mario and Luigi. <laughs> um, <laughs> there's this movie coming out for Mario, oh. and it's going to have... It's starring Chris Pratt as Mario. Um, Jack Black is Bowser. 
Um, Seth Rogen is Donkey Kong, I think. Like, it's a bunch of big-name people playing the voices of, like, your iconic Mario characters. Every person that had a controversial event. Dude, R. Kelly is year. playing Princess Peach. Yes. No. Um. Uh, uh, last year, it's in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> Jeffrey Epstein is on... Oh, God! <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. No, I went too far with Jeffrey Epstein. Yikes. Um, all right. So they have the... The trailer comes out this week, right? Uh-huh. Um, and people are getting excited for it because I think the common belief is like, this movie is going to be a train wreck. <laughs> <laughs> like, there's no way this movie can be good. Wait, wait, um, wait. So it's Chris Pratt? Chris uh, Pratt is playing Mario. Yeah, who's the other guy? Luigi. Um, yeah, I, I have to look up the casting really quickly. But um, I know Keegan-Michael Key is playing Toad. Um... Mario movie cast. I, I, dude, this this movie's just gonna be an, okay. So Chris Pratt as Mario, Anna, uh, Anya Taylor Joy as Princess Peach, Charlie Day as Luigi's from like Always Sunny in Philadelphia, I think. Charlie Jack Black is Bowser. Seth Rogen Donkey Kong. I already said Toad is Keegan Michael Key, um, and just a bunch of other kind of obscure. Oh, okay, okay, Mario okay. Characters. You said Seth Rogen. I thought you meant like the guy from the podcast. What's his name? Seth. Seth. From a podcast? Yes, like he has he's very controversial. I for- completely forgot his name. Oh, Joe Rogan. I thought that's what you meant. I was like, why is that? Yo, wrong? dude, imagine that's Joe Rogan said, as Toad. That's what Luigi? I said that every controversial Bro. person. But Seth Rogan, I have no issue with him. Dude, I now I want Joe Rogan as a Luigi. I was like, no where is this way. going? Dude, I uh, Joe Rogan isn't in this film. I'm not watching. <laughs> Okay, so out of here, <laughs> I think only Chris Pratt has like something crazy happening. Bro, yeah, he's, uh, I think a lot of people are just mad about that part. But um, uh, obviously, the the cast, everyone's like, I, like no one ever imagined like an actual Mario movie like that mm-hmm. with like huge names behind it. Yeah. Um, so people are obviously on edge, like, oh, I don't know if this movie's going to be good or bad. Uh, but they released a poster of it, and the trailer comes out soon. And I'm like, I have to see that trailer, just to see the absolute uh-huh. dumpster fire going into it. But the people are mad about the poster <laughs> because Mario is not thick enough. And people are complaining about the rear size of Mario's booty um, because they want more thickness. And they said, why is Mario, like, clenching his behind in, well, he's in the poster. Italian man. Is he supposed to have like? I don't know, but people were actually like, "This is ridiculous!" Like Mario needs to be be more thick. Is he thicker on the, on the games? I, Mar- well, that was they had like a comparison. They're like, "Why uh-huh. did they downsize Mario's booty for the film?" Oh, okay. Because normally Mario was packing. Okay. okay. Backstairs, you okay, know. Okay, I, I understand now then. Yeah. Um. So there's outrage about that, dude. I'm excited for the trailer though, just because. I love seeing just an absolute shameful performance of things. You know? <laughs> <laughs> like I'm going into it knowing how bad it's going to be, and that's the thrill. It's like watching a Hulu Halloween movie. It's like I know this is going to be absolutely oh, man, terrible. Like, when I watched that uh, Netflix movie with the um, ridiculous movie, it was like a rom com with mm. this girl who had diabetes and this guy no. who was on the army. No. So they got married because she was like, okay, I get so great benefits with you. Uh-huh. And the guy was like, well, that's a illegal thing, but I also owe money, so let's get married. What in the world then, is this movie? And then it was like ridiculous. It was so bad. It was like a bad rom-com. That I, but I cannot stop watching. I couldn't stop watching it. You know what I think of? Because obviously um, that bros movie was getting killed 
online from reviewers and no one's watching it, the one with Billy Eichner. Uh-huh. And uh-huh. then he blamed it on like homophobia in Hollywood, which right. we could get into a, a discussion about that. Um, I think, and then it got me to thinking, it was like, what is the last rom-com you've ever even seen, man? Like, mm-hmm. when is the last time you've actually seen one? And especially in theaters. And in theaters, I don't think I've ever seen a rom-com. But the last rom-com I remember, and I just thought of it now, though, was that Christmas rom-com on Netflix that we watched in Puerto Rico. And it was that um, Nina Dobrev and oh, that yeah. other guy. I yeah, forget yeah. his name. He's like a comedian. Um <laughs> And obviously that one was very corny, very stupid, but it, it was like, it was a rom-com. So exactly. it's like you kind of knew what you were signing up for. But then even that to me is like, why did Billy Eichner and like the people who made bros think that that was going to be a box office success when it was a rom-com in theaters? I think we talked about this and it's, I don't even know who he is. Exactly. Like, So why would I go to a movie? Mm-hmm. Like sometimes you go to a movie, it's like, okay. Daniel Kaluuya is in this movie. Mm-hmm. I must. You need watch like the star it. on exactly. the thing to go to go go into the movie. Put mm-hmm. a hole in your wallet and pay it. And then rom-coms. Who really is going to the movies for a rom? I know. Like you, you know? could probably put two of the biggest names in Hollywood, and they probably wouldn't like. If you were gonna make on a movie n- with um, like if you wanted that representation in the LGBT community, you could have made a superhero movie, and that thing would have sold like crazy. Yes, but I think you exactly. I would watch it. I'd be like, sure, superhero, sign me up. It's just, but the thing is, like, you made a rom com movie in the wrong era. Like the if wrong this was, era, exactly. If it was 2000, 1990s. Absolutely, you would have made a banger. But it's like streaming service. It's a streaming era? type of genre. No, like we're not going to, to sell tickets now in theaters, you need like either something super sci-fi, exactly. something that's already uh-huh. established, or like a crazy document docu series of like a huge name. Like I don't even. And know even that, you wouldn't really go to theaters for. I don't even know if comedies are doing that good on. Box no, offices. I don't think so. Like I, I mean, on like. You need a high budget, high action. Either like an established genre IP, and you gotta go with that. Like just think about yeah, just think about everything right now. Clearly, he didn't have a good business. Bad marketing, like, bad, bad, bad all around. <laughs> it's like you're picking the wrong, mm-hmm. the wrong um, genre. Yeah, you're picking. You're not even known. Uh, the economy is not good to go to the movies. Yep. And yeah, overall, just like a bad timing. Also, we're going into Halloween season to release a rom-com. Exactly. It's just. It just nothing made sense about it at all. Maybe he had like too many je- yes sir, yes sir. I think so. Them, He's too know? many That's yes men. Yes but, men um, like around. I think the the greatest thing, uh, not the greatest thing, but um, before we close out the show <laughs> because we we're going a little extra today, um, <laughs> is that. I think the the company that had like clearly the better marketing and better just energy around it was that Smile movie. Uh-huh. I know we had this yeah, t- discussion uh-huh. ourselves, but I just think the concept that they really went for it and they went like a bold, different strategy and they had like people at sporting events or other like public events going on and they would just sit there with like the creepiest smile the entire time. And to get that level of commitment, one, they must have been paying people very nicely. Well, it was Amazon, right? I don't. I don't think it was an Amazon movie. I think it's an Amazon. Is it a Smile an Amazon movie? I think so. maybe because the logo reminds me of. Uh, uh, I don't. It may be. I wouldn't be surprised. They have tons of money, but um, that that they capitalized on that marketing and, 
when it got into theaters, obviously people were like excited to watch it, but it's also getting good reviews for being like a good new kind of fresh take on a horror movie. Uh, I haven't seen it. I don't really know anything about it other than like the great marketing, but um, I think that is the polar opposite of what the Bros movie did. Of course. Um, I mean, think about when it's the best time to release a horror movie. There you go. Rom-com, like February, Valentine's Day, yeah. like maybe go for that maybe, area. But once again... I just think just you need study more. study the people. Yeah. Nobody's really going out of their ways to watch a rom-com. When oh. Netflix is putting rom-coms... Like, every day. And every Lifetime has literally made a whole hour. channel for rom-coms. Like, yes. come on now. Come on You know now. where rom-coms are playing? My laundry. On the Hollywood Yo, channel. Yo, for real. Absolutely. Um, listen, guys. The program is done. What a time to be alive. Oh, wow. What a beautiful I'm life. I'm kind of sad to say goodbye to I me. know. Same <laughs> time, same place next week. Um, thank you for watching. Bye. I hope Joe Rogan gets Mario. Dude, if Joe Rogan isn't on Mario's trailer, I'm gonna complain. I, I, okay, here's the thing. I need someone to edit the trailer and put random <laughs> Joe Rogan lines into it. That needs Maybe to that have, you it might have to be me. <laughs> I, dude, I love it. Anyways, Can't wait to see bye, it. Bye, everyone.